Welcome, Bills Mafia, to Bills or Bust, the podcast dedicated to all things Buffalo Bills. I'm Tom Murphy. Join in as we talk about the Buffalo Bills, of course, and also the other 31 teams in the league that will watch us win the Super Bowl or bust. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome again, Bills Mafia, to Bills or Bust podcast. I'm your host, Tom Murphy. And joining us again today, a friend of the show, my good buddy, Mark Ferraro, who is the master control operator for CBS Sports HQ. Mark, how's it going, man? Tom, what's going on? I'm glad to be back. It was too long. I'm back in it. And of course, I'm back. And there's all this Aaron Rodgers drama back and forth, man. I'm ready to dive right into it. Let's go. Absolutely, man. I mean, yeah, no better guest we could have right now with all the Aaron Rodgers uh, drama that's been going on for the past 24 hours. So, uh, I mean, you, how are you feeling? you got to be feeling pretty confident. I mean, nothing's signed in ink, but... No, I, I think it's going to happen. You have people that have been coming out there, whether it's Trey Wingo, of all people, that came out and said yesterday that's pretty much a done deal. And you can't forget, Trey Wingo was the person last week the first one to report, not Sheffer, not Rappaport, to say that they were going to meet with Rodgers in California. So I think that Wingo is part of Rodgers' inner circle, and I think he knows a lot what's going on. You even have Boomer Esiason today on the fan this morning saying that it's a done deal. He's been saying that for weeks now. And I've been telling people, he's going to come. You just have to relax, like Rodgers said in the past with the Packers. He's not going back to Green Bay. He's not retiring and leaving over $100 million on the table. It's going to happen. He's going to be the quarterback. And I know the Jets fans is tough because we're pessimistic. We always think the worst is going to happen, but it's going to happen. Rodgers will be on the Jets. Don't know what number he's going to wear. That's a different story for another day. <laughs> but I think he will be the Jets quarterback under center coming up uh, this year. I know, yeah. You don't think Broadway Joe's going to give up number 12 uh, for two years? Well, I know he mentioned in the past that he would be willing to have Rodgers wear number 12. Now, whether Rodgers will accept that, we'll see. If not, maybe he'll wear number eight, which he wore in California uh, when he played there. But like I said, I think it's going to happen. I know people are, are tired of all the rumors and going back and forth all of the, you know, every day, a different report here and there. And the latest, obviously, with the wish list that Rodgers wants, supposedly. So it's mm-hmm. going to happen, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. But uh, I, I just can't wait. It's the best option, clearly, for the Jets uh, to bring Rodgers, especially with this young talent that they have on this team. Oh, absolutely. And it's uh, also reminiscent of another uh, time when you brought a Green Bay quarterback in, in the somewhat twilight of his career, but still effective. Yeah, back in 2008 with Farvin. I know, obviously, it didn't work out. But don't forget, at one point, the Jets were 8-3 and three with Farvin. They came off beating the Patriots on that Thursday night. Now, that was the year that Brady got hurt week one. Then the following week, they beat an undefeated Titans team. And everyone was talking at that time, we might actually see a New York, New York Super Bowl with the Jets and the Giants because they were both doing so well that year. But of course, Favre got hurt. And obviously, you know, it didn't work out. And of all people, Pennington won the division as a quarterback. Don't, make it, don't get me started with that. Uh but yeah, we'll see how it works out. But even if Rodgers comes, I will not make the mistake I did back then. I have grown up, obviously, from being uh, you know in high school when that happened. I will not be getting a uh, Brett, uh, Aaron Rodgers jersey if he does come. 
Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. Leave that jinx for somebody else. Yes, but yes. Uh, I think I remember my most my most uh, memorable moment from uh, Brett Favre's uh, tenure at, with the Jets was it was like a mid year game that year. Bills were up in this game. Uh, with J.P. Lossman starting at quarterback. And all we had to do was pretty much like run out the clock. And you know, I see you shaking your head. You know exactly what's coming. And uh, Lossman rolls out to, you know, attempt a, you know, attempt something, who knows, a throw or a run. And I want to say it was uh, John Abraham was just like, just running him down. And I'm like, yep, like this is like, that's it. He's going to get sacked, you know, fumble, Favre's going to end up winning the game. I was almost right because Lossman did fumble, but Sean Ellis picked it up and ran it the rest of the rest of the way for the touchdown. And it was just the most fitting thing. And I just remember Brett Favre on the sidelines, jumping up and down, like he was the one who won the game. And I was just like, nah, it didn't really go that way, Brett. But uh, yeah, you, uh, you get the A without working on the class project. Absolutely. But like I said, I don't know if you saw the report that came out from Diana Rossini today, who's been linked with everything going on. She she knows her, her stuff at ESPN. And she came out with the wish list that Aaron Rodgers has that people that he would like to play with. Alan Lazard's on that list, which I'm fine with that. And even those talks of the Jets are trying to get him in there, obviously, to replace someone like Corey Davis. Randall Cobb, who can replace Braxton Berrios, who they cut last week. And obviously, OBJ now is in the picture. Now, obviously, I'm not the biggest OBJ fan. I'm not really crazy about <laughs> him. Never have, never will be. But if Rodgers wants him, whatever. We're desperate. I'm okay with that. <laughs> and then the last one of all people was Mercedes Lewis, who the Jets don't really need a tight end. But if he wants to be here strictly for blocking purposes, especially with Brees Hall coming back, I'm okay with that. Just don't get rid of Conklin, Uzama, or last year's rookie tight end, Jeremy Rucker. Oh no, of course. Yeah. You always like, you just have like a limited amount of spots. And, uh, it's funny you mentioned OBJ. I saw that report too, like this wish list that, uh, Rogers has. And, uh, yeah, OBJ has been linked with the bills for about the past year now, like whether, you know, a trade free agency waiting for him to, uh, you know, get over his injury. And it gets so frustrating because I obviously I'll convince myself that it's the right move, but I just don't see his personality mixing in with, uh, Buffalo. Again, I'll completely change my tune if it happens. But in a way, I just want like some other team to take OBJ just so, uh, you know, Bill's Mafia on Twitter can just stop talking about it because it's been like a year now. People start to like spread rumors that he was seen at like a local grocery store, you know, seen eating wings at Duff's. And it's just like, I, I just I just can't handle it anymore. So do me a favor, you know, whether or not you trade for Rogers, just take OBJ just so I can uh, get that off uh, off the shelf. Yeah, the only thing I'm not really concerned with from this aspect is that it would be Rodgers. So it's not like the quarterback was going to be Zach Wilson. I would say, oh my goodness, like, no, I don't want OBJ in there or that. So the fact that if it is Rodgers, which I, like I said, it's going to be, I'm a little more okay with. Yeah, because that was the biggest rumor last year with OBJ was whether he was going to sign with, let's say, the Cowboys or the Bills. That was definitely a big story, but then no one signed him. And then recently he did a workout, I think, in Arizona. Oh, yeah. I mean, it'll be big news no matter where he signs. He probably still has a lot more to offer on the field and hopefully less off the field, like that airplane incident, which uh, oh, that was terrible. You know, I'm so, I know. Yeah, this is like, yeah, that's something I'd like to keep away from the bills. But again, I'll quickly forget that immediately <laughs> if uh, it ever did happen. But uh, yeah, got a lot of other, uh, you know, free agency news to go over. But uh, first, and I'll give you a crack at this, we're going to go way back to a few weeks ago for our last trivia question, uh, which was around the time of the Super Bowl. 
wanted people to guess the four Super Bowl sites that the Bills were in four years in a row back from 1991 to 1994. I know you were not alive for two of these and you were (laughs) probably not even walking and talking for the next two. But uh, do you have any crack at uh, the cities that the four straight Super Bowls the Bills were in? Well, I'm going to say Los Angeles would be one. Okay, I'll give you that. Pasadena was the third. I'm going to say, man, that's a good one. That's a really good question. Um, let's go with, it's probably not one of them. But I'm going to say Atlanta. Oh, that's the fourth one. Way to go. Oh, one is, okay, uh, too far. Under, not bad. Not bad. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the ones, those are the ones in your lifetime, you know, barely in your lifetime. So that's why you probably remember them in 93 and 94. So yeah, the first one against the giants was in a common, uh, place as of today that Super Bowls are held. And the second one, Super Bowl 26, uh, there has not been a Super Bowl held in that city. I'll give you uh, two more guesses. I'm going to say where the uh, 49ers play in San Fran. Uh, nope, that would be incorrect. Let's go with, I'm going to say Tampa. Oh, uh, Tampa is the one where Super Bowl 25 was against the Giants. The one you were missing, Super Bowl 26 versus Washington, was in Minneapolis. Wow, where they have okay. Yeah, where they have not held a Super Bowl since. So in order, yeah, that would be Tampa, Minneapolis, Pasadena, back when the Super Bowl used to be at the Rose Bowl, and Atlanta. It was the first one ever in Atlanta, and Atlanta's been a uh, perennial host since. And uh, I'll take it. Three out of four on the spot, I'll take it, man. That's good. I know, especially, I mean, I remember those vividly. Uh, but you know, yeah, you're being born in 92, you know, and, uh, you used to, you used a lot of your just general football knowledge on that, but, uh, you know, hey, regardless, you'll get a shout out on Twitter. Oh, wonderful. I can't wait. Good. Good. <laughs> Excellent. But, uh, you know, free agency technically starts tomorrow at 4 PM. I don't know why they say that's the start. I think that's when you can officially put pen to paper, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we've definitely had some action yesterday. Hasn't been so far a, a monstrous free agency. A lot of players, you know, running backs like Barkley, Jacobs, uh, you know, signed, uh, you know, extensions with their current teams. And obviously, you know, a lot of franchise tags thrown out there to like Lamar, and uh, but uh, yesterday, were there any big? Uh, I know you were mainly following the Rogers news, but were there any uh, free agency moves yesterday that really stuck out to you? Well, I think you got to look at the Bears and what they did. Obviously, that trade with the Panthers, and they all all they have to do is Chicago thank their ex coach Lovey Smith for that victory back in Week 18, and look <laughs> at what they got back in return, and including DJ Moore, which is a very underrated part of that trade to help out Justin Fields, but obviously bringing in your former linebacker, spending all this money on uh, TJ Edwards and a guard, I believe, uh, Nate Davis. So Ryan Poles, yep, their GM, Ryan Poles, doing a great job, you know, bringing in more talent to surround this young team. But obviously I know you're uh, no surprise to lose your linebacker there, Edmonds. Yeah, it was, uh, it was sad. I was hoping something would come through, but like as it got closer and closer and closer, and the bills weren't, they weren't even making moves to free up any money. I just knew he was probably gone. And I knew they were evaluating Edmonds at uh, about 15 million a year. And I was, I would have been shocked if he went for that low. I mean, it, it's sad, but you know, you go, you move on. I wish him the best in Chicago. He's going to, you know, maybe they'll be able to really uh, utilize him to his full potential. You know, he's been stuck at middle linebacker 
his entire career. And he was in college, he was an outside linebacker, a huge pass rushing force. Maybe he'll get to do a little more of that in uh, in uh, Chicago. But uh, yeah, he'll definitely be missed. And we're going to have to fill, that's going to be a huge hole to fill. Hopefully we'll be able to get somebody a little more economical here and also maybe in the first three rounds of the draft. But yeah, no, back to that trade. That was uh, That was one of the best trades I can think of in recent memory. You know, with the Bears not really needing a, you know, not needing a quarterback. And this also isn't, there's no like absolute can't miss player in this draft coming up. So for them to move down to nine, get a uh, proven wide receiver like DJ Moore, and then get, you know, three additional, like keeping a top 10 pick and getting three other draft picks in the next two years, just a phenomenal move by them. Yeah, especially from Carolina's standpoint, listen, you gave up a lot, but if you want that quarterback, especially with bringing in Frank Reich as their head coach, you got to go after him. Now, the question is which quarterback is going to be because everyone's talking about now Richardson from Florida. He's skyrocketing up this draft. Don't be surprised, especially with his combine, but don't be fooled. I was with Zach Wilson, so watch out with the combine. But listen, <laughs> listen, he, he could t- potentially be in play. Don't be surprised there because everyone talks about his arm talent, and he is raw, but obviously the talent is, is uh, you know, is there. Uh, for him to be a, a good quarterback for sure yeah i have uh, i mean yeah we'll definitely be talking more in a uh, month and a half we're gonna have to have you on for one of our draft shows uh i have richardson as my top definitely i'd love for him to slip into the sixth round so he could be our backup but that's uh you know just not gonna happen it's kind of funny you mention uh i don't know who this quarterback whoever it is or if they're gonna go with matt coral to like you know i don't i don't know if you really groom a quarterback behind somebody like matt coral but I saw something like the court, the wide receiver room. I think Lavishka Chenault, as of now, is slated to be the number one. So you almost have to think Carolina. It's a very weak wide receiver market out there right now. That some will probably get very overpaid. But uh, yeah, it's going to be. I mean, my gosh, the Bears might be getting a uh, another first overall pick next year that they don't even earn. That Carolina will earn for them. Yeah, especially with Carolina. You mentioned it. Chanel is part of that wide receiving court. Also, you know, Therese Marshall, you know, Rashad Higgins. So these names really don't stand out. And it's almost a situation like the Bears before they acquired uh, Chase Claypool when they had just Darnell Mooney. And that was pretty much it. So whoever this quarterback is going to be that they draft, you want to surround them with as, with as much talent as you can. And right now they don't have that. So whether they, like you said, they sign a free agent, they got to draft someone, they have to bring in more talent to that wide receiving court because right now it is not good enough oh yeah oh no it's uh third quarter of like the second preseason game kind of depth over there and uh no it is very interesting and uh bills are definitely one of the teams looking for possibly a wide receiver but i think they need to go into the draft because you know there really isn't anybody that uh stands out and i think we're pretty good with what i think will be our top three you know, obviously with Diggs, Davis, and I'm thinking Khalil Shakir might be ready to step up into the three. Uh, but, you know, moving on to, uh, you know, your guys, what are some, aside from Rodgers and the wide receivers that he's bringing in on his wish list, are there any other uh, remaining free agents at positions of need that you have your eye on? I would say definitely safety. I know they brought in uh, Chuck Clark from the Ravens. They made a trade last week. They traded a seventh-round pick. Um Mm-hmm. I think maybe C.J. Gardner-Johnson from the Eagles, but I don't know if they're going to have the cap space for that. That would be the ideal uh, option oh, yeah. for safety because Jordan Whitehead, I like the siding last year when they brought him in, but 
he just underperformed, missed a lot of tackles, really didn't have a great year for the Jets. Uh, same as, you know, LaMarcus Joyner. So that's an area that definitely going to try to upgrade. And I would say an offensive tackle, a center right now, Connor McGovern, not the guys, not the guy that you signed, the former <laughs> uh, Cowboys guard. That's what I initially thought yesterday was like, oh, you guys signed our center. Um, he's a free agent. Maybe they'll bring him back. Maybe they'll sign the center. I think his name's Ben Jones from the Titans, I believe. Uh, yes. Yep. They just released uh, Titans just released him. Yeah. He'd be, uh, you know, he'd be a top center option. Yep. And then, you know, the jets did bring in, uh, the, the offensive line coach, Keith Carter. So maybe there's a connection there. Uh, but definitely I would say the two areas would be safety and offensive tackle because they did lose a guard recently today. Nate Herbert, who started a couple games last year, he went to Pittsburgh. Uh, so that's an area that they're going to have to look to. Uh, to get someone, maybe linebacker, but they did bring in Quincy Williams. They did bring him back. He is back for three years, which is good news for his brother, who the, they hope to sign to a long-term co- contract, and Quinton Williams. Um, so I would say oh, yeah, definitely definitely offensive tackle, and I think safety would be the two biggest areas right now. I know. Speaking of offensive tackle, I mean, we the Bills could definitely use a, you know, a, a replacement right tackle. Uh, you know, I try to be nice with like most of the bills, the one I've thrown under the bus so much has been our right tackle, Spencer Brown. He was absolutely one of the worst watching him on the field. He just looked terrible. And it wasn't just me. PFF have him, had him rated as I think so, like the 70th rated uh, tackle in the NFL, which is like, that means even like backups, you know, teams, third tackles were leaps and bounds better than him. But the market for uh, offensive tackles is probably even more inflated than uh, wide receivers because, you know, if, as you know, yesterday the Chiefs had signed uh, Jawan Taylor, the left tackle from Jacksonville. And I, if I'm not mistaken, as of now, outside of any quarterback that signed a deal, he's been the highest paid free agent so far in the season, getting $20 million a year from the Chiefs. And this guy was rated as one of the like bottom half uh, left tackles in the NFL. So when you're like paying that much for somebody who isn't even as good as half of the tackles in the NFL, you know, your, your best option is to try and, you know, roll the dice on somebody in the draft. Yeah. They moved on from Orlando Brown. Obviously he's not going to go back there, but then I saw rumors today that they may try to acquire Larry Tunsil, the chiefs, which would be something from Houston, which, which if you're the Texans, I know obviously you can get probably a first round pick for him, especially with drafting a rookie quarterback, you would want to have Tunsil to protect him. So that's interesting why they would want to trade him. But, man, if the Chiefs can get him to add to that offensive line, man, with already Creed Humphrey and, like you mentioned, Taylor, watch out. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And it seems like, wow, they do make this move, uh, you know, for two of these uh, high, you know, profile tackles. But they did lose their right tackle, Andrew Wiley, uh, who signed a minor deal with, oh, gosh, I don't have it in front of me. I want to say it may have been, uh, it may have been the Bears yet again. They were just making moves uh, left and right. But yeah, no, that would be a Chiefs-like move. But what would they have to, to give up to uh, get somebody like Laramie Tunsil? And then uh, where do they find the money to sign him? They're paying a lot of people. And that's a reason why they got rid of their best wide receiver in history uh, last year was because, you know, they're kind of nickel and diming here, just like the Bills are. So yeah, if that uh, if that trade went down, that would be pretty monumental. And that line... Uh, I mean, the worst player on that line would probably be that left tackle that they're paying $20 million a year for. <laughs> yeah, and especially with they're going back to the receiving core for a second. Both Juju Smith-Schuster and Hartman are free agents. So they got to figure out what they're going to do there to bring those guys back. 
Oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I mean, I think they still have uh, MVS a little bit, but is he a number one? Uh, I know to- Kadarius Tony uh, kind of, you know, had a little rejuvenation there with the Chiefs, but neither of these guys are number one. However, they could probably not touch that wide receiver room and still, you know, be the first seed in the AFC next year. Chiefs just always seem to find a way. Uh, but yeah, like when Juju Smith-Schuster is possibly one of the number one uh, wide receiver free agents out there. Uh, I mean, Jacoby Myers today signed a $11 million a year deal with the Raiders and Patriots fans were up in arms about that. And I was kind of like, like, how could Patriots fans be that upset about Jacoby Myers? You know, it's, I never saw enough out of him to think that I would want to pay him that kind of contract. And Jacoby Myers, by the way, the only white receiver so far to sign a contract with a different team, because obviously all these receivers are waiting for Rodgers to see what his decision is going to be. So <laughs> Myers is the only one that signed so far. And how this all connects with Myers, because the, the Raiders traded Darren Waller to the Giants, and the Giants used what pick they got from the Chiefs for Cordarius Tony. Oh, wow. Everything. Wow. Everything's just like everything all, everywhere all at once. Everything's just interconnected and it's all coming full circle right now. Another name, uh, like this is, this just goes to tell, show you what the wide receiver market is right now. Paris Campbell, a guy for the Colts, whose name I only know from the draft. I haven't really noticed him. Like I've never had to play him in fantasy, so I know he's not really performing that much. He's expected to make around like a Jacoby Myers type deal. And that's why I'm just like, let's just absolutely stay away from wide receivers this year, especially when we're playing with, uh, you know, thin pocketbooks like our teams are. Well, look at the contract now. It turned out because he had a hell of a year for the Jaguars. But look at the contract that Christian Kirk last year. We all raised our eyebrows like, what are they doing? And he turned, he turned out to have a great year because obviously, you know, Lawrence took that big step. Absolutely. That was the thing. Kirk actually did kind of follow through on that. But I remember when that was signed because the Bills hadn't had Diggs signed yet. And when I saw that, I'm like, man, it's like if Christian Kirk's eating 18 million, like Stefan Diggs is going to demand like, you know, Patrick Mahomes money. And it was just, uh, but, you know, he actually did sign for like rather reasonable. Actually, just very like slightly above Christian Kirk's uh, number. You know, definitely didn't turn out to be the uh, the bane that I thought it would be. I'm going to move on to the uh, Bills real quick. We you did mention safety. As of now, Jordan Poyer has not been signed by another team. You know, it seems very likely he will not be back. You know, he's in his early 30s. You know, he's been a good teammate and everything, but you know, he's had some uh, you know online issues. We kind of know his wife has kind of made it underhandedly known she does not like living in buffalo new york you know she's an instagram model she'd much rather probably live in a more high profile town you know such as new york you know we'll see don't go stealing jordan poyer just yet (laughs) (laughs) and uh but um i have this is just kind of killing me two teams i know that are in the market right now that i just saw right before we started the show dolphins are showing interest in poyer which would just break my heart and the chiefs and that would just be uh yeah, that would just be too much to take. But uh, there are some other, you know, some other options. You know, you're talking about CJ Gardner. I'd much prefer him, even over Poyer, because he has a lot more years to go. But some other names is going to throw out to you: uh, Julian Love of the Giants, who I'm not that familiar with, but I know he had. Uh, I think he had like the fourth lowest missed tackles last year of any safety in the NFL. 
good old Adrian Amos, who's been an NFC North uh, star for a couple teams there. Uh, Taylor Rapp, Juan Thornhill of the Chiefs, and Rodney McLeod of the Colts, who actually had a great year last year and should come uh, you know, rather cheap. I know. I think Julian loves 25, too. So if that's someone you could bring in for a nice three, four-year deal, that's a move definitely you make. Like you said, didn't miss too many tackles last year. Big part of that Giants defense. He's a nice play for them. But you mentioned about uh, Poyer. Yeah, that's the one I heard yesterday about the Dolphins. I heard that uh, they're definitely hot after him after acquiring Jalen Ramsey the other day and obviously bringing in Vic Fangio to be their D.C. So Dolphins making a lot of moves to improve that defense. And like you said, the main thing with Poyer is obviously in Florida with no state income tax. So that adds to it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm sure his wife would just be fine and uh, influencing down in Miami. You know, I think it's a perfect setting for her, you know, all those fancy hotels as opposed to like, you know, Duff's Buffalo Wings and uh, pizza parlors and every the bar that's on every block. Yeah, it might be a little little more conducive to her career. But yeah, no, that would the Ramsey move didn't scare me so much to uh, the Dolphins. You know, I know he's long time been considered one of the greatest cornerbacks of our era. He has not had a good uh, history against the Bills. Stephon Diggs has said somewhat owned him in his career. And uh, obviously that could change. And I don't like seeing the Dolphins get stronger, you know, considering we went two and one against them last year. But, you know, one of two of those games absolutely by the skin of our teeth. And, you know, uh, you guys are coming up. Uh, I, I don't need two teams, uh, you know, to worry about for 17 games next year. And all you Dolphins fans, stop. Ramsey's not the best cornerback in the division. We know that belongs <laughs> to number one, the rookie defensive player of the year, Sauce Gardner. Oh, I thought you were going to say Kyrie Elam, but you know, you actually make a solid, <laughs> uh, you make a solid point with Sauce Gardner. No, Gardner was absolutely uh, phenomenal. Any game I saw him in, he was just making a difference. And I've been saying, you know, out of two games, uh, hey, there we go. Revis, the Revis shirt. Representing. <laughs> <laughs> Hall of Famer Darrell Rivas, yes. so uh, just so recent. I feel like it was just yesterday he was drafted, and now he's already already in the Hall of Fame. But uh, Gardner, definitely part of that defense. Who's two games that the Bills played last year? They were Jets were definitely the toughest defense we played. Obviously, we had our worst offensive output against the Bengals in that uh, divisional round game. But I'm not ready to talk about that just yet. We were just all around terrible. But yeah, no. If there is a team way more than the Dolphins that scare me next year. It's you guys, and especially if you do come through with this Rodgers deal, uh, him hooking up with Garrett Wilson and having a healthy Brees Hall back. We might be chasing you. You might not be chasing us. Hey, and that means we're going to have to get together for a primetime Sunday night, Monday night game like we did this past year for 1 o'clock in Stanford, Connecticut. Oh, absolutely. A good old Bobby Valentine's. That was such an awesome. That's still like one of the greatest sports bars I've ever seen. Definitely worth the trip. But yeah, we're definitely making a point to uh, get up for one of those games. And hopefully my team will have better luck than we did the last time. And I was I was also severely outnumbered at that place. I was thinking because I noticed in New York City, you know, you go to like a, you know, a neutral sports bar. There's usually a huge Bills presence there. And I was expecting that in Stanford, Connecticut. But no, I think there may have been like one or two other people wearing Bills shirts. But that was, uh, yeah, that bar was just absolutely Jets, uh, Jets paradise back then. 
Now I want to get and, your take uh, on the Bills. I want to get your take on the Bills for one second. I want to get yes. your opinion about the uh, guard. Uh, speaking of Connor McGovern, not the Jets Connor McGovern, but the guard that yes. the Bills brought in yesterday. What do you know about him? Because I think I read that he's more of a uh, a better run blocker as opposed to a uh, pass protector. Yeah, it was absolutely. Yeah, I was about to uh, bring him up. That kind of eased the. For me, at least, it eased the blow of losing Edmonds, who, you know, was definitely one of my favorite players. But I knew just the way the Bills offensive line last year was we needed to get, you know, one of the guards. I was kind of hoping for Ben Powers, but he was the first guard off the board uh, going to Denver. And that's funny. When I did hear, you know, we signed Connor McGovern, I immediately thought, I was like, but didn't the Jets just sign him like two years ago? They're already unloading him in the I forgot this was the Cowboys, Connor McGovern, and I had to look him up. You know, apparently, it's kind of funny you said it's like as a run blocker. Uh, I was seeing a lot of clips that showed him as a pretty proficient pass blocker, which we need. He had two last year on 909 snaps, gave up two sacks, which definitely blows the Bills average out of the water for their interior line. Saffold and Bates uh, were just absolutely atrocious last year. Saffold somehow I will never trust the Pro Bowl again. Saffold was absolutely like one of the worst guards. He was in the bottom 60. He wasn't even in the top 60 of guards last year, according to Pro Football Focus, and somehow got into the uh, Pro Bowl as a second alternate. He shouldn't have been like a 10th alternate. Okay. I still don't know why. He'll be gone. It was uh, definitely one of the most disappointing free agent uh, picks. But yeah, no, McGovern, former Cowboy McGovern, was a third-round pick back in 2019. And I heard pretty much up until last year was kind of toiling around that like lower range bust uh, mentality. He had not really done well his previous three years, and then he was thrown into the lineup. I think with a, I think with an injury to Tyler Smith, and uh, real you know really kind of came along. And I hope that translates well for the Bills because he did have a much better supporting cast in Dallas, you know, with Tyron Smith and Zach Martin, uh, you know, than he will in Buffalo. And what about the uh, the running back situation for a second? What's your take on that? You think maybe Dalvin Cook could come there and team up with his brother? What about these rumors of Austin <laughs> Eckler possibly leaving the Chargers or someone like Derrick Henry? Because I think the Bills are definitely going to bring in one of these free agent running backs. Yeah, I um, see. I'm a, I'm of the opinion that we should just sign Devin Singletary. Uh, I've been a big fan of him. I know a lot of people would like to you know, get rid of him uh, for reasons unknown. He's actually had a really good, you know, yards per carry average during his career. He's definitely not your every down back. I'm just like kind of in an anti running back mode. I just don't know how much these guys are going to cost Dalvin cook. Uh, it would be fun. You know, it would definitely be fun to have him uh, matched up with uh, James cook, but I've heard uh, from Minnesota fans. They're, they're not so high on Dalvin Cook. I've actually heard from a couple of them. It seems like for every huge run he has, he has like about 15 uh, non, uh, like, like 15 just like no gain runs. So it's like you have to wait a lot. It seems like we had the situation we had with uh, Zach Moss. You had to wait like a whole bunch of runs before you had a uh, decent one. I mean, I've heard names like Alexander Madison, uh, the Eckler. I mean, Eckler would be fun. He would be perfect with uh, Josh. Who would definitely give us another like huge weapon. I mean, I don't see it happening as much as people uh, you know want to say. Obviously, you know, if it happens, I'll be all for it. How about you guys? How are you feeling in that? I mean, you still have Brees Hall and you have a bunch of the other uh, Michael Carter and Ty Johnson. 
Yep. Also, Bam Knight, who came on uh, last year towards the end of the season, they used them a lot with all the injuries. They actually scored a touchdown in that game in Buffalo. Uh, yeah, I think I think they might be looking for a running back, perhaps because we don't know with Brees Hall if he's going to be ready when the season starts because of the ACL injury. So one another guy, former Packer, that was uh, um, kind of linked to the Jets, Jamal Williams, who scored what seventeen touchdowns for the Lions last year. So maybe that's a guy. Mm-hmm. That, I don't know what his market will be money wise, but maybe that, maybe that's a guy the Jets will consider to bring in. But if they don't, I'm comfortable with the running back uh, room. Obviously, like I said, uh, with Bam Knight. He impressed me last year in his limited amount of time. They still have Ty Johnson, but obviously Brees Hall is the main guy, man. I mean, what this guy did last year. And if he didn't get hurt, he would have won the Offensive Rookie of the Year, not Garrett Wilson. Oh, yeah. Or maybe there would have been a tie. I mean, Garrett Wilson was pretty impressive. But no, Brees yeah. Hall was just, uh, no, he was just turning heads left and right last year. And I think he's going to be, uh, I'd love to see him. I mean, despite the bad news it would be for the Bills, like he just, uh, you know, he, he was scary uh, last year, and it was just such a shame what happened. Uh, but, yeah, you mentioned Jamal Williams. I've seen that name linked to the Bills again. I mean, he has a personality that I think any team would be, uh, you know, thrilled to have. Seems like a great team player. You know, I just – I feel like the Bills are just playing with such uh, such limited money. I definitely, definitely want us to get a linebacker. There's been a lot of talk of Levante David. Uh, who I would just love. He'd be a much cheaper option, probably about half the price that uh, Tremaine Edmonds would be. Uh, Bobby Wagner is still out there who, you know, despite being 34 years old, still playing at an extremely high level. Then there's some uh, lower names, you know, Drew Tranquil from the Chargers. There's Kazir White from the Eagles. You know, we're just going to need to get somebody because right now the the name to step in. We just we just re-signed uh, Edmonds' backup, Terrell Dotson, to a one-year deal, and but he's just definitely not the answer to uh, just step in and fill in for two-time Pro Bowler Tremaine Edmonds. Or it could be a former Jet. If maybe the Jets don't re-sign him, Quan Alexander. He's a free agent as well. Oh, I've always, uh, you know, I always remember him. Uh, you know, he's always been a tackling machine. I keep forgetting that he went to the Jets. I just haven't heard his name uh, that much. But uh, yeah, what can you tell me about Quan? Yeah, he signed late in the uh, in the offseason last year. I think he actually signed in training camp, and he was good for one year. Obviously, had that familiarity with uh, Robert Sala from his days in San Francisco. So that's a guy you're looking for a cheaper option. Juan Alexander was very good. I don't know what the Jets are going to do with him, if they're going to bring him back because they did sign Quincy Williams. But if you guys want to go in that direction with Alexander, I think that's perfectly fine because if it's not there – Maybe he'll go to the Texans to reunite with D'Amico uh, Ryans, who that's what Jimmy Ward did, the former safety for San Francisco. He signed with Houston. Oh, no, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I was trying to think, like, the Texans, uh, you know, this new coach, very everyone's excited about D'Amico Ryans. To my knowledge, they have not been the huge players so far in uh, free agency as I thought they would be, considering I think they have a good, uh, you know, good amount of space. Yeah, I think the only one they signed, if I'm correct, was Case Keenum. I think it, they brought him in to be the backup for the uh, you know future quarterback, whoever that's going to be, number two overall. Uh yeah, exactly. Or if they roll with uh, Davis Mills, you know, I you know I'm sure uh, D'Amico Ryan's is keeping that as an option. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. I, maybe you remember beginning of the season last year. I was definitely high on Davis Mills. I was like, you, you will look out for this guy. It's like, I'm taking him as my backup in every uh, fantasy league because he's going to have a huge year. And, uh, yep, no, I, I've been wrong before, but possibly never that wrong. 
Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely going to be moving on from him. Uh, that gives a like back to the Bills and free agency. We definitely now need a backup quarterback because uh, now number two on the depth chart, if he's still uh, a free agent, is practice squatter Matt Barkley, who's been our perennial uh, fill-in quarterback, who is just uh, definitely not an answer if uh, you know Josh goes out. But we probably will not be getting the guy who's going to be able to win uh, some games for us if Josh goes out. What do you want, Carson Wentz? Uh, Carson, yeah, you know, I was really hoping, you know, I was actually hoping we would sign up Sam Darnold as our, uh, as our backup, but he ended up going to Denver, I believe. Uh, San Francisco. San Francisco. Yes, that's it. To, uh, back up behind a, probably be a backup to a Mr. Irrelevant. They, uh, yeah, that was a good move for them, especially with Kyle Shanahan to bring in Darnold, who showed some signs last year. Obviously, I don't think he's a starter at this point. Obviously, he's more mm-hmm. of a backup. But yeah, that was a good move for them. I think it was uh, Jarrett Stidham that uh, the Broncos signed yesterday to bring in to back up Russell Wilson. And then uh, with yes. the Saints, they brought back Jameis Winston to be the backup for uh, Derek Carr. Oh, yeah. No, that's uh, I mean, yeah, that's a very solid. Uh, I'm all about having good uh, backup quarterbacks. That's why I was so thrilled to have uh, Trubisky for that one year. But yeah, no, I wanted I wanted Darnold just so we could have again quarterbacks around that era like Trubisky, Darnold. Uh, I'm sure at some point in like two years, Baker Mayfield will be a backup. Uh, we're we're destined to have Josh Rosen as a backup because Josh Rosen is going to make his way to every NFL team eventually. So uh, it's just a matter of time till every quarterback backs up Allen, with the exception of uh, Lamar Jackson, of course. He's probably safe for a few years. But in terms of the backup, yeah, I'm trying to think of other names, too, that you guys can bring in. Andy Dalton, he's a free agent. He's out there. Jacoby Bursett. So there's plenty of guys to fill that backup role, uh, obviously, to be behind Josh Allen. Oh, yeah. We're probably going to need a more an economical backup. We are definitely going to need one. And I don't want to waste, we don't have, uh, we only have about six draft picks this year. So I'm not sure I want to waste one, uh, maybe in the sixth round. But uh, yeah, no, free agencies just keeps moving and moving along. And, uh, you know, probably by the time we get this, it's about 4 p.m. now on Tuesday. Probably by the time we even get this show up and running, there's going to be, you know, a lot more news. And, uh, you know, actually, Mark, right now I'm getting the two-minute warning from the producers. Uh, before we go, I'm going to give you a head start on the trivia question. Uh, if I know you'll probably know it, but just don't uh, answer it just as of yet. But, you know, we're a lot of talk about the draft coming up and the Bills' need for offensive linemen. I want to ask everybody out there who the last offensive lineman the Bills drafted in the first round was. You know, when we cut off... Uh, yeah, you can definitely give me your guess. But uh, hey, Mark, I wanted to thank you once again for coming on. And uh, hopefully you'll be back again for a draft show. Uh, this is always fun. You were such a great guest the first time and even better the second time. Oh, absolutely, man. I can't thank you enough for having me on the show. Always a pleasure. Obviously, all the years doing the pundits with you, my co-host, my friend, uh, my Bill's uh, rivalry uh, you, know, um, you know, friend right there. And so, man... Anytime. Pleasure. You hit me up. You have my number. Let me know. Always fun, uh, you know, talking football with you, my man. Oh, absolutely, man. And we'll be in touch, uh, you know, the rest of the way with uh, Rogers. You know, everybody's refreshing, uh, refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. You know, that's going to be happening soon. Uh, I'm going to be refreshing, hoping, uh, you know, Bill's make a move like Levante David. That's probably my biggest one right now. That'll be a huge sigh of relief. Uh, And then, you know, 
just some more fillers here as we go. And yeah, definitely a lot more news to be happening in the next hour, next day, next week. We'll be all on top of that. But uh, yeah, my, my thumbs are starting to hurt a little bit. My thumbs are starting to hurt a little bit. Too much refreshing. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Well, hey, thanks again, man. And uh, yeah, we'll be in touch. And I want to thank everybody out there for joining us on Bills or Bust Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Bills or Bust Pod. And we will be back very shortly in a few, uh, in a week or so. Enjoy free agency and let's go, Buffalo. Thanks again for listening to Buffalo Bills or Bust. Remember to like and subscribe, leave a comment, and let's go Buffalo! Buffalo Bills or Bust has been a Samurai Dinosaur production, copyright 2023.